It's the Friday song because the OG Friday crew is on on a Tuesday. Bethany and UK Philly T. Does it feel like Friday, guys? I wish it was Friday. <laughs> are, are you really wishing it was Friday? It seems like you want to avoid Friday at all costs. I want Friday to be over with. Actually, yeah. I just want, Why? I want it to be like Sunday. Once Sunday comes, I'm going to be so much less stressed. Philip, the Solheim is here this week. Is that is that the golf thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Bethany, what are your responsibilities at it? I don't have a lot of responsibilities, but we are heavily involved in the fan fest that's happening Friday night. So we're trying to like get that straight and to. Whoa! What was that? Oh, Bethany! I thought I thought my Wi-Fi was messed up. Yeah, she just got snapped out. <laughs> so, so wait, yeah. so this is like a this is like a national golf tournament. Is it is it just women? It, yeah, it's a global golf tournament. Like, this is oh. maybe the biggest. Are you familiar with the Ryder Cup? Mm, it sounds familiar, but sports. Okay. So, I mean, you are in the the home, the birthplace of golf. You know that, right? I thought that was Scotland. Ah, you're in the same general area, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Bethany, are you back? Yeah. Yes, we need to have a better system because I've, unless I put my screen's display on never turn off, it shut, I've, when my phone goes black, it shuts me out. Uh, <laughs> Philip, can you help her? You're the only one that, that has a problem with this. Um, I, I really I, don't know because my, sc- my screens go off and it still works fine. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm still like I'm still like dis- <laughs> disbarred from like Apple stuff. Like I don't know how to fix anything anymore. Everything's all weird for me. Um, so it's it's Solheim week. Bethany FanFest will have thirty to forty thousand people. That's the Gwen Stefani thing. What are you guys doing there? Because I, I do know that the performance areas like sprawl all over downtown. The streets are closed off now. And uh, I was told that one of my favorite bands, Amelia Earhart's, is playing at the Levis Square stage. <laughs> we're I mean, we're all over the place. Like we have um a production number from our musical we're doing anastasia in october Cute. that's performing we're gonna have Cute. puppets uh art booths for kids we're gonna have the jazz band out there we're gonna have um hip-hop kids out there everything we're gonna have so many things happening um but it's kind of all over depending on what it is so um how how long but if you is come the... out between four and six, you'll see me carrying a little flying pig puppet. Not little, a giant flying pig puppet. <laughs> how um how long is the tournament for? The it festivity... started today, and I think it goes till Monday. Uh, I don't know if it goes through Labor Day. So there's a, a whole lot of fanfare and festivities this week. We're going to come to Thursdays in a couple of seconds here, a couple of minutes maybe. And then I believe the tournament is only Saturday and Sunday. I don't know about, it might be Monday as well, but it's far more fanfare and festivities than it is actual, uh, uh, the, the Solheim Cup itself. But it's it's great to have here, but I get it. If you're involved, um, it can be overwhelming. It's a lot to do. Bethany, tonight is the last public meeting uh, for the city to take input and insight for how to spend $180 million dollars that it's getting, uh, I would go and say, give some to TSA for all the stuff they've done all summer long. 
No I mean, doubt. Yeah. The schools <laughs> in general, like all the schools. Well, I mean, T- um, TSA has done a lot to keep kids busy over the summer. And Bethany, I guess for you, just can't end soon enough. Yeah, I, I think we are. I think we are um, going to see some funds for all of the summer program we programming we did. But I'm not handling that. Somebody else right. is dealing with that. So, you know, big ups because I think it was Manny who he uh, it told me he was opening for Gwen Stefani. I saw a he weird is. picture and I was like, why? Why is this picture of you next to Gwen Stefani? He's like, I'm opening for Gwen Stefani. I was like, oh, are you in Vegas? And he's like, I'm in Toledo. And I was so confused. I was <laughs> so confused. But big ups for Toledo having Gwen Stefani. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's opening. Uh, Millie Earhart's is playing. It's going to be quite a festival. Uh, they, they say that like Inverness has had a, a city within a city built. And it will be another kind of closed off city almost like a state fair or something downtown with all the street closures, a lot like Jeep Fest all over again. It has been, August has been the most active month in my life of living in Toledo. Like you literally can't say there's nothing to do because the entire month of August, every weekend, there's been some kind of marquee activity. Uh, Jeep Fest, first weekend, second weekend. I can't remember, but I do know there was Barefoot on the beach. The following weekend was Pride uh, and some other things, like their little things each weekend as well. Last weekend was was the Gaff. This weekend is the Solheim. Oh, I mean, August gaff. has been oh. insane. Yeah, and they almost ran out of potato salad because another uh, refrigerated <laughs> truck bit the dust again mysteriously like it did <laughs> seven or eight years no, ago. I, th- I think they did run out of potato salad. I think that was official. Well, they might not have had all that they had hoped to have because the the refrigerated truck went down, but I do know that they asked and I think they got volunteers Saturday morning to help remake it, but nothing goes easy during COVID times. Um, so let me run this by you guys. And I, I don't, I don't like to cause any kind of trouble or I'm not the person to always point something out, but there's a, there's a celebrity, uh, Golf Classic, the BMW Celebrity Classic on Thursday. All these, you know, big golf tournaments have pro-ams where local players play with celebrities, and it's like a light way to start up these tournaments. And the Celebrity Tournament is Thursday. Um, There are some past and present uh, star female golfers. Some people might be familiar with them. A couple of legends as well. Like I think Nancy Lopez is something that that strikes me as a a really big name. Um, But there's the celebrities too. And a lot of former athletes and some other people. But a couple of former Detroit Tigers. One, people really liked Torrey Hunter. And then two names really jumped off the page at me. Former NHL star, um, Jeremy Roenick. You guys probably don't know. You guys probably don't know who he is. No idea. Uh, but uh, I, that name kind of jumped out at me because a couple of years ago, he said something, as you'd say now, cringeworthy on an NHL broadcast. He was a former broadcast. He did analyst work and studio stuff. And I think he said something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing, but there was a female co-host in the studio show. And I think she was friends with his wife. And he said something about a threesome on the air. So. Oh. That got okay. him. That got him fired. Um, kind of. 
Like, I get what he was going for, but it wasn't delivered real well. And this was, like, at the peak of Me Too. So, he got fired. Um, I'm sure he's still a bit of a, a little bit of an ogre, but whatever. Marshall Falk, who is an NFL legend with uh, the Colts and then the, the St. Louis Rams, um, then retired. Like he's one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. He's also one of the celebrity golfers at this massive women's event. The key being the women's event. Marshall Falk was a longtime um, analyst on the NFL Network. And then he wasn't. I'll read this to you. The NFL Network has reached a settlement in a lawsuit filed by former employee Jamie Cantor that alleged sexual harassment from multiple co-workers, including Marshall Falk. Cantor, a former wardrobe stylist for the network, accused employees of sexual misconduct in her lawsuit, including groping her, making sexually explicit comments to her, and sending her nude photos. Oh, no. Now, there are other people besides Marshall Falk who are named in this. Warren Sapp, Ike Taylor, Donovan McNabb, and Heath Evans. None are with the network anymore. And I don't know what specifically Marshall Falk did, said, or sent. And maybe he's become a much better man in the last two plus years. But I'm kind of surprised that he got invited to a women's golf tournament. And I wouldn't be disappointed if this picked up enough to get him kicked off of the Celebrity Classic on Thursday. Do you think that by chance this is like their I'm sorry, I stand with women apology tour thing? Like a part of like them trying to be better? I hope so, because I hope someone asks the question of Marshall Falk if there's any media availability, because if this were just a regular golf tournament, fine. But this is... Mm -hmm. A global women's event. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't yeah. Be, like the, the Ronick thing I can look past. He clumsily tried to deliver a joke, and I don't think the woman on set with him was all that upset because like that's probably the jokes that they did in private. It just wasn't for air. Mm-hmm. But Marshall Falk, uh being part of a sexual misconduct case, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't send DPs and also be in like a women's tournament as a celebrity, blah 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 blah. So, Bethany, did we lose you? No, I'm here. <laughs> you uh, rumors have it that you're a woman. Do you have any input on this? <sighs> I don't like. It's it's just concerning and it's disheartening to me to like. The, these things just keep coming out. Like, are there any people in this world that didn't really didn't have like sexual misconduct and harassment issues in the past? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I not that I'm. I don't want to say I'm sick of it, but it's just it sucks that there's so many people out there that have harassment. You know, it's charges like, yeah. or or you know rumors and i'm like come on people there's even like the the guy who mike whatever his name was that was supposed to take over jeopardy like he he just got fired that as well he just got got fired after he dropped out yeah today like he just got like completely fired and i think that was him being a real asshole um Mm -hmm. and bethany i get your point like it, it a reckoning for this kind of thing has has happened and it needs to continue to happen so that it stops but if there's one thing worse than a, a man um, doing these things to 
someone at work or some professional environment, especially if they're their superior, it's when an athlete does it because I'm sure there, I mean, obviously there's this male bravado that like I can get away with anything, but then there's athlete male bravado that like I shouldn't be having to send you these pictures. You should be asking for them because don't you know who I yeah. am? Right. So I uh, I won't have a problem if this becomes a bit of a black eye and somebody at the Solheim has to lose a job for and and this wasn't like rumored like this is an easy couple of clicks on the internet so I'm kind of surprised and I'm a little disappointed that nobody was able to look this up but then again you got sponsors and sponsors and partnerships and maybe somebody owed Marshall a favor and blah 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 but that's where like uh, local journalism have to come into play and hopefully someone out there is willing to um, maybe piss off ProMedica a great part of this community um, by going, why is this person here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That there's a lot of money in this Solheim Cup. Yep, 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 yep. Yes, there is. Um, that's why last night people were. I'm surprised. It's not the kind of uh, Facebook post you see, but uh, 13 posted fan fest, just a simple post, and people were like. This is going to be a super spreader event. And how is ProMedica a sponsor of this? And, like, I understand a lot of that. Um, It made me think of Lollapalooza, which apparently was not a super spreader event, although I should have thought of just Jeep Fest a couple of weeks ago. And that doesn't seem to be a super spreader event. But the honest answer is we don't ever really know. And I guess this is more problematic because you have concentrated groups of people from all over the world who will be socializing, mostly outside, but they will go inside at some point. So, I get the concern, and Bethany, enjoy wearing your mask the entire time at FanFest. I will be wearing a mask. All of our children will be wearing a mask. All of our volunteers will be wearing a mask if they're related to TSA, because that is our uh, rule at the moment. I understand people's concern Um my understanding is that uh, Lollapalooza, you had to be vaccinated to go to Lollapalooza. Um, oh, come I off it. Those people were not vaccinated. Please. I don't disagree with you. Um, I think uh, my understanding is that you had to show a vaccination card to get into Lollapalooza. I don't know <laughs> if that's a fact. I wasn't there. That was my understanding. That is what I heard. You know, um, you know what is a fact is that people were selling vaccination cards around that time, fake ones. So probably. I mean, <laughs> Be- Bethany, right after that, like probably. Live Nation started saying, and and large groups like Maroon Five were like, "You can't come if you're not vaccinated." So there might be some validity to that. And if you're a dipshit that paid for a vaccination card, I will just be here to tell you that uh, it is free to get the vaccination. Exactly. And and, and Bethany, FanFest is a masked event. Everyone has to wear masks. I did not hear that. I thought... Nope, it it is. It was not... They didn't have to. No, this was a a couple of weeks ago they made this decision that FanFest will be a masked event. So that's why I said enjoy being masked the whole time. Um, Would would you be... that That I will be glad if that is the case will people keep them on probably not could you say to could you say to gurky like 
I don't feel comfortable being in this amount of people with a tiny child who still needs other vaccinations. Would he let you off? Um, probably. But this is kind of like an all hands on deck mm. situation. So, um, I'm just going to be very careful and thankful that it's outside. Yep. Yeah. Um, there are risks. But we'll see what happens. There is no way, Bethany, because like what you said, with all the power and clout behind this, the brakes were not being put on this event whatsoever. It was not going to be scaled oh, down. not a chance. It was not going to be without fans. I mean, we have come too far down the runway. So every, things will just have to be as safe as possible. Yeah, I just hope it's fine and people are smart and... They're not. You just got to put your faith in humanity and <laughs> Don't do that. go about your day because that's all we can do at this point. Don't laugh, Philip. It's not funny. It's kind of that's a little funny. A little bit. Philip, give us uh, some updates. You are now a homeowner and still not doing white people shit. Yeah, definitely not doing white people shit because white people shit is not wearing masks in a crowd full of people. But um, yeah. And Danny camping, have- right? Listen, God, we'll we'll get to that part because this blows my mind. But anyway, yeah, we got our flat. Um, it's all right. I'm I'm at the point of decorating. You know, like I've rented my entire life, and I've never had the need to like buy loads of paint before because I'm not painting walls white again. Buying furniture to fill a house, buying mattresses, buying drapes, buying kitchen appliances like stoves and refrigerators. Like I never had to do this before. This shit is expensive. It is so expensive. Oh, they, it, everything sh- nickel and dimes you when you have a house. And it's stressful as well. And I, so like my thing was like, you know what? We're going to move in. We're going to buy everything, get it done, decorate, paint, super cute. No, no, it's not working that way. I'm tired. I'm so tired and so broke. So um, why we're doing it, our best. Why couldn't you ask somebody? Like even, I just recently went through this and Amanda is... She just bought it. She just closed today. And Mm -hmm. she keeps telling, she's told me a couple times, she's like, remind me that I don't have to do everything at once. And I just kind of scoff at her because I I know who she is. I'm like, you're, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're not going to listen to me. Yeah. Like you've got all that. Now, Phil, now that you've done all this, you've got all this time in this place that you could have been doing all this stuff. No, I'm still not done. Like I have the living room, our bedroom. And that's really it. There's still two other bedrooms that need to be done. The kitchen needs to be completely redone. Danny hates the kitchen. The toilet, the bathroom, I hate it. It needs to be done completely. Our front window needs to be ripped out and replaced. The front pavement needs to be done. The back garden needs to be redone. Like There's loads of stuff that still needs to be done. And slowly but surely, we're making a list of what we're prioritizing. Like I just bought curtains for our front window. If you see our front window, it's right off a busy street. You can see right inside. And we just ordered curtains tonight. So like, like we're, that we're far behind. Like that bothers you. Know you, can, you. you know what you can do, mm. Philip? You know they have mm. like drive through peep shows? You can you can <laughs> you can keep that window open and start charging people. You know what? Like the I'm only just time saying. it's a problem because we have like those you know like those little like weird like sheer curtains that you can buy? We have mm-hmm. some of those. So the only time it's really a problem is at night when the lights are on inside. During the day, you can't see inside. But at night I forget. And I don't wear clothes, and I walk around, and Daniel's like, "You have to put clothes on." So and you yeah, are there's that once again giving away free views. 
well, I live in a I live in a family friendly situation. I'm not trying to give away any views by any means. Uh, yeah, and then I'm also not doing white people shit. Um, these festivals have like blown my mind, and I think like my anxiety rose when I saw um, Lollapalooza in Chicago. Like my anxiety rose, and then all the football matches that are happening here, all the soccer that's happening here, and like these people that are going and not wearing masks, and like they're in the streets drinking and making asses of themselves. Like my anxiety rises. I already have issues being on the bus and being on the tube trying to get from point A to point B. So like I can't be around that. But also I don't camp outside. Yeah, I just don't do that. Tell us about Danny's camping trip. Um, I wish I could show you what he took with him. Like they go to these festivals and I love it for him. I love it so much for him because it is his time to release and hang out with his friends and like party and do whatever it is it needs to do. And after being stuck inside for almost two years, like I dig it. I love it. But like I'm not sleeping on the ground. I'm not using a eco compost wood saw, whatever the hell you want to call it, toilet because that's gross. I'm not being around a bunch like, of white people who are doing drugs and not showering. Like, I'm not doing this stuff. Is it like the UK version of, like, Burning Man? Basically, yeah, yeah. It's like, because, okay. you know, Lollapalooza, like, is like, you go home to a hotel and you come back to the concert. Like, this is, you hang out in the woods in a tent yeah. amongst other people and you share stuff. Like, you're a commune, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just weird. Yeah. I, nope. I can't. Yeah, exactly. I can't do that. And, and then I think in the back of my head, like, it's also still a pandemic. I don't, I just can't, I just, I just can't do it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed his pictures and I was glad, I was wondering where you were, but then I was glad to see that you didn't go because that, yeah. that's how black people disappear. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm telling you, like, I just, and I, you know, I asked Danny, I was like, how many black people were there? He couldn't really answer me because I don't think he None. really saw. And then, so there, so there was one point where they got embarrassed because it was like him and all his friends who went. I like all of them. So I could have gone and probably still enjoyed myself. But um, they went to like one stage to see a show that somebody really wanted to see because they heard like this kid, he's like 10 years old and he's like a hip hop artist and he's really, really good. But they had an issue with it once they got there because it's like this 10 year old white boy on stage who has like this really deep Caribbean accent, which is like most black people in London have. Um, and he was like up there like rapping, but it was just like, it seemed very inappropriate to them and very culturally insensitive. And they all were like, this is, this is slightly embarrassing. We're going to go. So like at that point I was like, that should have been your, your high, your high key situation. Like you should just leave the festival. Like it's just not a thing. You shouldn't be doing it. What What was the name of the festival? Shambhala. Got it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hold, hold on one second. I got to do a quick traffic report and uh, we will, uh, we'll switch up here. Nobody say anything. Just one accident. It's on the east side, Woodville, east of Broadway. Watch out for that. You'll face slowdowns. Also, lots of streets closed downtown due to Fan Fest coming up this weekend. And door between Reynolds and Richards is closed for the duration of the Solheim. That is your Cumulus Toledo. Right now, traffic. Um, Bethany, speaking of uh, artists I've never heard of, um, do you know who Quinn92 is? Bethany, Bethany, Bethany. She left. <laughs> Philip, do you know who that is? It sounds familiar, actually, but I can't. You know, I'm bad with names. So, right. is it a, a, like a local band? Uh, he's a Detroit guy, and apparently he has a show. I think in Meadowbrook, and I'm giving away some tickets. I just don't know who these people are. 
Quinn 92, Quinn 92. That really sounds familiar. It could have been like one of those situations in passing where somebody was like, oh yeah, like there's this like new dude, blah, blah, blah. But mm. uh, she just muted herself so she can get her ass back. Uh, Bethany, unmute yourself. I'm right here. Thank you. <laughs> Who is Quinn 92? I've never heard of that person in my entire life. They have. You know, uh, it sounds like a DC comic name. It sounds like it's like Quinn's like little sidekick or one of her hyenas. So I looked this person up, and I didn't want to mispronounce because it's letters. It's X C I I, so it's like a Roman numeral. I had to look this person up because I didn't want to mispronounce it on the air. Um, he's from Detroit, and on Instagram he has two hundred seventy-five thousand followers. And Philip, um, let me come. He looks like like less than a normal dude. Like this would be the t- if this person. No, I don't. I, I can't even come up with a, a good analogy or a good metaphor. He just looks like a schlubby dude. What's the how? Do, what's his What's his IG? I'm about to look it up. I don't know. Just look up Quinn Q U I N N X C I I. So, Bethany, why do you keep muting yourself? Probably because she's feeding that baby. Because I'm at work. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> Are we? Did somebody you know just? What? Did you just microwave something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you at McDonald's? Well, they microwave everything, don't they? McDonald's. You know what this dude looks like? Not this, McDonald's. This dude. This, he looks this like dude. everybody. He looks like every yeah. single yeah everybody. Like, there's nothing that I would look at this man and be like, I bet you could flow. Right. I bet you can. <laughs> That's why he had to come rapper? up with a name that was like. Random letters in Roman numeral. I I think it's I think it's I don't think it's great. I think it's interesting. Like good for the average person uh, to be able to get famous thanks to whatever their skill or talent may be. Now, also, um, there are people like I forget who Bethany. Did we talk about? Uh, oh God, who's the only fans girl? Bella Thorne, only right? Fans. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. good for Bella Thor for tapping into maybe her only marketable skill and being able to make millions off of it. <laughs> um, I, I find it, 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 if I look up to somebody or somebody is special, I want, I want them to look special and that person does not, but whatever. No. Do you know what's really funny? Like, as I'm scrolling through his Instagram, I have students from St. Ursula who like his pictures and some people that I like just know from around Toledo who also probably would like him as well. Like, it, it looks like somebody who, like, you know, lives in the Old West End. Yes, and I'm not knocking it. Like, this No, is, not at all. This is what's cool about how someone seemingly so normal can rise to stardom. Um, and it's, it's it, before, like, only, that stuff was only available to hot people, like you, Philip. Right. But now, while hot people can go supernova, like Bella Thorne, and everybody else that that falls in line with that stuff, the average person now has a little bit of a chance, and that that's good. I don't know that I would say that Bella Thorne was like a normal person. Like she started on Disney Channel. I no 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 I Did know she? but yeah, um, and then obviously she threw that uh, left that in the, in the rearview window. No, she was not normal, uh, but like she was hot. And she turned that into something mega marketable because I don't know if anybody was going to pay her to act 
or sing or whatever as an adult. So she's just like, I'm just going to tap into my super hot sexuality. Um, that was always, you, you could always get famous and rich by being attractive. But now with so many platforms where people can express themselves and their talents, even if you're just normal Joe or Michelle, you have an avenue to get rich and famous. You just got to know your strengths. names you chose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what's so funny? Sorry, I'm thinking. You got to know your strengths. I'm like, some of us go topless. Some of us... <laughs> Bake cookies. Like, I mean, you're absolutely right. You got to know your strength. It's great. Yeah. Some yeah. of us are really good at data entry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you if you can find a way to market yourself into riches and millions of followers by your skill at data entry, good for you. Listen, you know, there should be I'm a course in like junior high. There should be a course like junior high or high school that helps you to focus on what it is that you're going to be good at so that you can just Absolutely. figure that out right away and get on it instead of trying to be like, you know, what? you should be a doctor. You should be a lawyer. No, you know what? You're going to grow up and you're going to be pretty, sweetheart. We're going to work on that right now. Listen, Philip, did you, your time in elementary, this might have even been junior high. Did you have to take this test that like picked a career for you? Yes. Yes. It was around the same time that we also had to like take some uh, some military test as well that told us what, told us something. But yeah, and what was yeah. mine? What was mine? Oh, they told um... me I was gonna be a ship captain. Can I tell you that, <laughs> that was the biggest crock of shit I've ever experienced in my entire life? I took that test and I was like, "You think I'm gonna be a ship captain? First of all, I get very motion sick. I'm not spending my life on a boat." And this has nothing to do with my strengths. No, no. I think mine was like I cook mean. or like chef or something like that. But I ain't got time for all that. I don't do manual labor. I'm good. <laughs> um, See? You know your strengths. You can take your shirt off and make money. You don't have to do manual bam! labor. But you don't, which then makes your strength a weakness. <laughs> I make some money now doing it. It's not just for fun right. anymore. <laughs> Um, so I don't know how I came up with this idea, but it's a nice little evergreen idea. And, and, and Bethany didn't have anything else other than wanting to complain about her weekend. Um, and rightfully so, considering she has an unvaccinated newborn at home, mostly newborn. Tot what is she, a baby? She's what, what almost you, a year old, bro. Almost. What do you call her? An infant? A Newborn, uh, not a almost newborn. toddler. I think she's an infant until she's one, and then yeah. she's a toddler. Okay. I think I don't know. So there is a uh, very good animated Marvel show that's tiding us through things um, called What If, and it 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 does just that with alternate universes and scenarios with very famous characters. So I figured we would go through that. Like, what if? There was an important decision in our life that we did or did not make that would have taken us co down completely different paths in life. Bethany, what if you did or didn't do something at a certain point in your life? Um, I mean, I totally had that moment because out of college, I um, had been working with this company. I would go on tour with them every summer, and my plan was to finish school and move to New Jersey where their headquarters was 
And the summer right after I graduated, I was on tour and there was some drama and we never got our last paycheck. And thankfully I never moved, but you know, had I moved to New Jersey, I obviously have no idea what my life would be like, but, um, that was kind of like a choose your own adventure moment where like the page flipped and I was like, well, (laughs) now what do I do? (laughs) And it would have disrupted your lucrative career as a data entry uh, specialist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would not be working at TSA for the last 14 years mm. in Gurkyville. But I might have a lot more money. Um, I might have a lot more money. Philip, considering you did like take up a big decision and move to London, mm-hmm. having some time to think about this, is there a what-if moment in your life? I mean, there's like a lot of what ifs. I mean, it's the first one I thought about when you asked me, obviously, was this one because this was a big choice and a big move. And I also thought about what if I had never became an intern for that radio station at that given time? And what if I had never worked for Apple? Like, there's so many what ifs, but this one specifically in London. Um, yeah, I mean, if I had, if Danny and I had decided to, not continue our relationship and to decide the long distance was too much and being in different countries was too much. And I was still in Toledo. Like I would probably be working for Apple still. I probably would have transferred to like a different store in like Chicago or New York, maybe even like Columbus or Cincinnati, just to like get out of Toledo, but not too far away. Um, And I would probably just like be a manager in an Apple store, drinking loads of vodka sleeping with loads of dudes because I probably wouldn't have anybody to tie me down because that was just my life when I was at home. So I'd be a drunk Apple manager. Oh, Ooh. a drunk slutty Apple manager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. That'd be me. Yeah. Um, understandable. <laughs> That's like all I can think of. Like in the, in the thing, if I'd never been in radio, I mean, I just yeah. none of this would have ever happened. How know? did how did you come across? Tell me again. How did you wind up working uh, for that Rodney Killing Morning Show? <laughs> uh, so I had a boyfriend at the time, and I drove him up to Ann Arbor like three times a week because he was doing massage therapy classes, and we used to listen to that show all the way until we couldn't listen to it anymore every day. And then one day, um, the garage door opener dude was looking for interns and my boyfriend was like at the time I was like well you should you should go like you should just see because you don't have to be to work until blah 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 time so go ahead um and I went one day and I didn't really dig it too much I wasn't like really too much about it but we got homework and an assignment and I mean I love myself a good assignment especially if I'm going to be good at it so I came back like two or three days later um and then I just kept coming. And then eventually I was the only one who was still coming. <laughs> and uh, then um, Nathan, he told me that I should apply for, what was that, the uh, whatever job it was when you go through like the log and you do X, Y, and Z. And I applied and yeah, I just, it just snowballed effect from there. So, Look at that. and it was good for me because I found out that my boyfriend at the time was a complete um, narcissist and me being on the radio was not something he could deal with. 
and he freaked out and I left him, which was great because I should have left him anyway. And yeah, isn't that nice when you can find those? You have those aha moments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's the one who pushed me to do it, and that the reason he pushed me, the thing he pushed me to do was the thing that also pushed me to leave him because he was fucking nuts. So (laughs) you dated some real winners. Oh, oh my God! Speaking of that, speaking of winners, Danny, Danny, Danny. He dated a guy who just recently got arrested because this man was going into grocery stores with a syringe and injecting blood into fruit, vegetables, and meat. Well, and oh, what? What? Wait, what? That's not what? a way. That's not a way I want to get AIDS. So, so Danny comes home. Oh, I heard God. this story. Oh. I heard this story because London basically they have sent out like an alert to everybody saying if you were in this area and you were at these grocery stores and you bought this food, throw it away. Just don't take the chance and just throw it away because we don't know what happened. So Danny comes home and we're sitting here eating and he looks across me and he goes, Oh, did you did you hear this did you hear about this story? And I say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, Oh, that was one of my exes. What? What do you mean? <laughs> Why are your exes crazy? Am I in danger? Like, what I, is happening? I could totally see you guys sitting at uh having breakfast and Danny's chomping away at whatever the hell he likes. We'll we'll call it rice krispies for <laughs> sake of the argument chomp it away Basically. looks up and goes i dated him and then sticks his spoon back in the bowl and gets another spoonful of cereal i was so like what is i thought my exes were bad like my exes were bad but they ain't out here trying to poison the city like good <laughs> god like he I has feel like super is there anyone exes. else you need to warn me about listen like because i'm just afraid now so that's how there there used to be like the threats of people I think like in the 80s and 90s who they'd say that like they'd have a syringe full of like uh HIV tainted blood and they, oh it's scary shit. And I mean they did find out that it was blood. I'm not sure if they found out if it was like any like HIV AIDS or like whatever kind of blood, but they did find out that he was injecting blood into these things. And then the, the jackass decided that once he did it a few times he went out on the streets and started bragging about it. That's how they caught him. So I don't know. I ain't wow. got time for it. There's something kind of weird happening here. And uh, Vinny and I both agreed that we're like, we're watching what will be a Netflix documentary. So there's a there's a thing called Bishop Sycamore. Have you guys seen this? I don't think no. so. Okay. So it's been a big story and it'll probably be a bigger thing as the week goes on. So they played a super talented high school football team out of Florida, I believe. And Bishop Sycamore is supposed to be an Ohio place. I think it, it might be Hamilton or it, it's supposedly in Ohio. And I'll get to the supposedly part in a second. So I think they played on ESPN. ESPN is always um, televising high profile high school games, basketball uh, football. This they've been doing this for years now, and they they played this place in Florida, and they got thrashed so much so it was thirty to nothing in the middle of the second quarter, and the announcers are like, "This this team, Bishop Sycamore, is supposed to have some eventual D, high level D one prospects, and we can't find who they are." And they were like. This is pretty ugly. Like, it doesn't look like they belong in the same field. All I've been able to gather so far is that Bishop Sycamore is some kind of online charter school. And there, there is a player, a former player, 
<laughs> saying that the kids were taught how to rob stores so that they could feed themselves. And I don't, I don't believe any of this at this point in time. <laughs> All I think is that it is a completely what? made up fictitious school that somehow got on ESPN. And that would be far better than this being some kind of covert criminal oper- operation. But Bishop Sycamore is a hell of a story right now. It would be like um, that. Uh, 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 the best example I can come up with analogies. So remember, like the '90s or 2000s movie Juana Man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where the guy like he wasn't good enough to be in the NBA, so he dressed up as a woman he to play in the like women's woman. league. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's like what this is. That's a great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone tried to Google Bishop Sycamore? Yeah. All you could do is find out stories of people trying to figure out what they are. Like, there's no location. There's no like. Literally, the announcers were on the air saying we can't find any information about this school. That's amazing. I mean, how what is, state how, is, is it supposed to be in Ohio? Yeah. How does then like the entire ESPN? Does this school actually exist? What, say that again, I Bethany. Mean, I said call ODE, the Ohio Department of Education, and ask them if that's a real school. <laughs> Something missed. Some. All right. Uh, I found the audio. Let me play this, okay? I, Bethany, I'm gonna. Sir, to be frank. Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division I prospects on their roster. To be frank, a lot of that we could not verify. And they did not show up in our database. They did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. So it's okay. If that's what you're telling us, fine. That's how we take it in. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight. And and there's got to be a point now, Luke, where you do worry about health and safety. I, I, I think it's um, this is this could potentially be dangerous given the circumstances and the mismatch. That- Philip, you saw any given Sunday, right? Yeah, with LL Cool J and Al. That's what their uniforms look like. Stop it! So wait, wait, wait. So like, there was an actual team with uniforms that were that was playing though. Yes. Could anybody like stop these boys and say where the where the hell did you come from? Like, anybody no. stop or get a hold of these boys? That's so strange to me. That is so. Weird. Don't you have to present birth certificates? This is wild. Uh, I, that's why I can't believe it's not a bigger story. But I think it will be by the end of the week. Um, I found a tweet, and uh, it's just from some random person, but they changed their Twitter name to Bishop Sycamore, class of 95. (laughs) (laughs) And it says... That's so great. It's it's his director of admissions, Bishop Sycamore, and it's a picture of Lori Lori Loughlin. (laughs) That's going to be my new alias. My new alias is going to be Bishop Sycamore. It's like... (laughs) That's great. It's a good name. Oh my God, it is. It's an amazing story. I think back in the 80s, Sports Illustrated pulled a great April Fool's Day prank. And um, it was they put on the cover of the magazine. And this is where you could find everything on the internet. They said that there was a New York Mets prospect named Sid Finch. And then he threw like 120 miles an hour. And people believed it. And then they realized they were really upset that it was an April Fool's Day joke, but a lot of people bought that. But this Bishop Sycamore thing is a wild story. Like, we're living a Netflix documentary. I'm loving it.
especially the fact that there was a whole team that played and nobody <laughs> is questioning these fucking boys like that is the greatest <laughs> part of this for me why did like, it that's get the first that thing far? I would do. exactly I, like this is almost like a, a large-scale version of when like you get a eyewitness calling it to CNN and it's like some Howard Stern prank or something. <laughs> like, this is... I, I can't believe this. Like, yeah, this so many people just let this go and here they are getting their asses whooped on TV with announcers going, we can't find any of these kids on scouting databases. <laughs> like, nobody thought for once to tell the officials, we may want to cut this game out so we can figure out what is actually going on here. Right. <clears throat> oh, um, I love that. Thank you for that story. This would be like Central Catholic actually scheduling a football game against TSA. Hey. (laughs) We're undefeated. Thank you. I I know, but like that's what this is akin to. Um, Because just so many people missed cross-checking things. And here we are. It's just like the people of the world, like the choices that are made. And you know, also, you you must, sorry, I'll let you move on from this, but you also understand that whoever did this, they got these these boys together to participate in a game. Like, how do you walk up to somebody in the street and say, hey, I'm going to do this. (laughs) Can you, like, be one of the players? Like, I just don't understand. So confused. So All confused. Right. There's another. Let me see if I can pull up the article because I guess Complex Magazine did a. They're the one that spoke to the ex-player. Although I can't get to this uh, site right now. Bishop. Uh, come on, come on. I'm just trying to think of like all the paperwork. Right. Like all the paperwork right. you have to fill out to participate in any sport. Like how how do you do that? But but you know I. I tell you what, like people like my dear husband, bless his heart, who can like manipulate computers to do things that they want them to do. It's really easy just to like put in some code and all that stuff just magically appears. So what Um, was it? Bishop, what was it again? Bishop Sycamore. So this is the complex Q&A with the kid who used to play play there. Um, Why did you go there? What appealed to you about the school? At first, they had had brochures (laughs) and a plan n-word they sent me books with like shit on how the school is supposed to look <laughs> blueprints and everything they told us we was going to be on netflix they recruited us we were going to be on a show they told us we're going to be the img which is the school <laughs> they played in the midwest they lied to me and my mama um there's another great line in here uh um uh, uh, there was no building all right listen to this this is the crazy shit this is what you want to hear I first moved out there. We were staying in a hotel in Delaware, Ohio. <laughs> Stop it. Five months. We didn't have no housing. <laughs> the head coach of Bishop Sycamore wasn't the head coach. He was like an athletic director. He was the N-word that was <laughs> behind all of it. <laughs> all right. This is my favorite quote. How accurate was the report they were bringing JUCO kids back to, back to high school? So that's junior <laughs> college kids to my high school. Bruh, I didn't know about JUCO kids, but I tell you, I was 15 and everybody else was 19 and 20. <laughs> is, this, is this that Josh Bogan kid that you're talking about? What's that? 
Is this that Josh Bogan kid? Is this the one that's that's re- that's saying all this? Let me see. Does it say? Uh, what's this kid's name? It looks like Aaron Boyd, who be Aaron Boyd, who claims to be the first ever player recruited by Bishop Sycamore. He's been exposing the dark secrets ever since he left. <laughs> first of all, Delaware, Ohio. What? What? What the hell is in Delaware? Uh, not oh Bishop Sycamore. Just a bunch of. <laughs> Just a bunch of college kids playing with teenagers got recruited to a school that doesn't exist. A school that teaches them how to rob grocery stores and feed themselves. I'm glad you guys... I feel like Delaware is not far from here. It's like on the way to Columbus or something. I'm glad you guys find this as entertaining as I do because this is one of the great charades of our time. I mean... I just want to know how they did it. I, I, I know. I mean, and how it, many people they got past that are now like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, they they got past ESPN, they got past ABC News. You understand? Yep. Like that is crazy. That is intense. So oh, I love this. I absolutely love this. I'm sure there'll be more as the week rolls on and we find out, you know, whatever. Like maybe this this coach athletic director was responsible for like blood diamonds in West Africa or something as well. <laughs> oh, my. oh, beautiful. All right, everybody, we got to wrap up. It was a good Friday show. Uh, Philip, good to have you back on. It's yeah. not Friday. What's that? It's not. It's not Friday. It's I know, Friday. but it feels like a Friday. All right, guys. I'm back, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Philly T. And Becky, the admissions director of Bishop, Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> That's amazing. This this is this is so wild. It, it's it's like the Incredibles meets Juana Man meets any given Sunday. Not the Incredibles. I mean, I, Who what was the Keanu Reeves, Reeves movie where he played the replaceables or something? Oh, the one no they idea. were in jail and they had to go play football. Is that what you're talking about? No, that that's Adam the Adam Sandler. Sandler. That's the longest yard. This is where yeah. Keanu Reeves oh, was like a, the pro team went on strike. So they got a bunch of guys off the street to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the name of that. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll text you soon, okay? Hey, right, bye. Okay, bye. They're out of here, but uh, a couple of minutes now with our good friend, our astrologer, Janet Amit. If you ever want Janet to answer one of your questions, just track me down. I'll need your name, uh, your birth date, and your question. And if it's about another person, I need their birth date, too. Hi, Janet. Hi, gorgeous. Hi, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you on this fine, beautiful, not-so-hot-and-humid Tuesday? Oh, it's so busy. I can't keep my head on straight. How can I, you know, you know how it is. I do. Will you so get, how are things going with the world? Will you get me off a speakerphone, please? Thank you. Can you hear me now? I can. I can. Come on. We've been good friends for a long time now. I am better than a speakerphone call. I know. I was just trying to do these charts that you sent me. Lots of interesting questions. Everybody always wants to to chime in and see what you can help them with. In fact, there's still there's somebody that asked me last week. They're like, "What radio station are you on?" I really miss Jan and Amid. I was like, "Well, let me tell you some things." Janet, go ahead. No, I mean like let me tell that lady some things. Oh, oh, 
Oh, I'm, I thought you were asking me. Okay, well, well, I would love to be on the radio again because, you know, we, I, I would love for us to be back in that whole swing of things. And that's weird that we're not doing it. We need to be back on air, don't you think? Uh, not just a podcast. It, it is what it is. Everything's podcast and digital and on demand. Do you this think it's going to change at some point that we'll ever get back to the way things were? Uh, I don't think so. Because think, think about this. If you're under 30 years old, I yeah. don't know how likely or how much you are listening to the radio. So then when that person gets older, what will they be like? I don't know if they're going to come to the radio. They'll come to digital platforms and just it, it's possible. We've talked about this sometimes on the podcast. It's possible yeah. that FM will be like AM as podcasts and on-demand listening takes over. It becomes more and more prominent. I think it is. I think that we're starting to go to that new age of everything, um, and I and I, I definitely can see that. But at the same time, it would be really nice because I miss that whole personal connecting with people and everything else like we did on air. But, I mean, we're doing it this way, so it works out just as well. Not a big deal. You know, either way, we, we make it work. You know what I mean? We I do. think you, we just happen to do that, right? Yeah, and w- look – you know, you've known me long enough to know now that I, whatever it is, I make it work. I know you do, and I'm proud of you for that because I think that you definitely have the skills to be able to make things happen in the right way. You're very talented. You have that Torian earthy steadiness in your personality. That's just how you are. So definitely. So, well, you know, I, one of the things I want to mention wait, too is the wait, sun. I'm shutting you down for one second. I just want to. T- so last week was a hellish week. Um, it was here. It well, was. Well, but there's hold, a lot of hold, things hold, going on out. right now. Time, with that. time, time out. Go ahead. Time out, hottie hummus. So I was <laughs> helping some projects here at work, and that's why we were short some podcasts last week. But there's a lot, to, and I'm glad I was able to help here. Two weeks ago. You had been um, foreshadowing some dark times. Let me tell you, some people very close to me went through a wood chipper. So, right again, right again. Yeah, isn't it crazy? No. No, it's it's not because you, you know your stuff. I do know my stuff, and that's why I'm absolutely incredible. But I will say this, you know, we have... What's interesting is whenever um, we have a retrograde hitting us, we feel the effects of that retrograde. And right now it's in Aquarius. There's two things that are major in Aquarius kind of causing this retrograde to really kind of come out and really be chaotic and stressful. It started July 28, and it doesn't go away till October 18. So we're going to be feeling this whole thing globally it's just really tough. I mean, it's a tough transit that we're all in right now, and we're feeling it. So that, it is, and it's in Aquarius, which is a sign of humanity. That's like so that, that's a long retrograde. That's like like a that's like a quarter of the year. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just really nuts, and so I feel that um, I feel that this anxiety level is really, really high. So I feel that with everything going on, it is. It is. It's a really hard transit. So we are feeling the effects of that. So, but all in all, I think down the road we will prevail and we will feel better, and that's kind of what I'm seeing. So things are a little calmer. 
um, you know, after probably October 19. I just hope it gets better for, for us. But I knew this was going to be a difficult period. I just definitely knew that. All right, we've uh, we've got some people who have uh, w- who would like some brief questions answered. If you ever want to be one of yes. those people, you can uh, connect with my my DMs. You can tr- it's easy to track me down. Just send you know the deal, name, birth date. If you're asking about another person, we need their birth date as well. But who do we have first, Stephen? I think. I think Stephen's asking. He's a Capricorn, and he's asking about um, his his significant other, who is born under the sign of uh, Taurus. And he's saying he doesn't really want to move in. So what should he do? And it's been eight months. Well, I think eight months is a little too soon to be moving in with anybody. And and the thing about Stephen is he's a Capricorn with some Sagittarius in his. He has a lot of Pisces. So when you're looking at true, authentic astrology, it's not just the sun sign. You look at everything else that's involved. So the Capricorn part is the earthy, the groundedness. But the Pisces part says, you know, I'm sentimental. I like my own personal space. So my suggestion to to Stephen, if he doesn't want his partner to be offended, just say, you know what, I need to give myself a little space. Just be open. If this is the right person, then the person's going to accept it. If this person is taking aback by that, because this Taurus person that, that he's involved with, I don't have the first name, that would indicate that, you know, he's obviously territorial and a little possessive and wants things his way, so he has to reassess this relationship. Is this the right situation? And I, I feel like there's compatibility between the two of them, but I also think that he just needs to really be open and honest with him. That's what I'm seeing with him. So in all honesty, that's going to be very important. I don't think he should move in and within a months of the relationship. I think he needs to give it at least 18 months, a year, you know, at least a year and six months before you make that decision. Live apart. It's, you'll appreciate. Live apart for a while. It's healthy. And you're in the courting stage. Why do you want to go from A to Z without the in-between stuff? Mm. You know, you know, have that. The honeymoon stage is always exciting. Everybody's on their best behavior. I call it the pretend stage. So what I would probably do is just wait it out a little bit before you jump into anything really major. Now, Hallie is a cancer, and she's looking for a second career and can't figure out what her passion is. Now, it's interesting because Hallie's first cycle in life took place um, way back in uh, 2012 through 2015, um, and then she went through it even before that, uh, 05, 06, 07. I don't mean to go back into that far back of a period. Well, the cycle she's in now is called an opposition. She's saying, what should I be doing? Well, I don't know her time at birth to see where all that hits, and that is kind of important for the reading because it puts everything in the right place. But I would say she has a lot of creative aspects. She's amazing when it comes to health care, helping people. But again, like I said, I don't know the time of birth where all of that is placed in the right areas of the house, the houses. There's 12 houses. And I would say my, my suggestion would be working independently, having her own business, doing something autonomously, and also the sentimental part of the cancer are they love to help people. They're always good in, in terms of helping people, doing for others. That's like really important. And I can see that being a strong aspect of her personality. So I can see since last December, she's been questioning, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I can see that that's occurring right now. So it's, it, it, she'll find her passion, but the last, the first cycle was in 2012 through 2014. And the second cycle was, um, well, the first cycle was 05 through 07, 2012 through 2015 was the second, and starting December last year into this year is like the third. So she's really in that purging reevaluation period. 
Now, Leah's always, you know, she's looking at trying to figure out what to do with her daughter. She's a Libra with some Virgo. So I can see Leah's a very intense person, sort of like in control of her emotions. She has a daughter who's a Sag. And Sages don't like to be, you know, they are like totally opposite sides of the planet on the, you know, on the continent. They're just completely different. And they butt heads constantly. And the issues with communication, Sagittarians love love to be listened to. They love to communicate, but they love to be listened to. And Leah is a very strong-willed person, and um, her, she's a Libra, and Libras are very good about balance and synchronicity and all that fun stuff. But I feel like with the way she is, she just needs to create some nice little balance with herself, and that's going to be very important. So I feel like the Sagittarius part is that psychological part where I would say just kind of chill, relax, and not let, you know, things get to you and listen to your daughter and communicate with her better. Communication is a big thing. When, when in doubt, when you're trying to communicate with somebody, just listen to them and listen to what they have to say. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense, wouldn't you say? It's easier said than done, though. No, no pun intended there. I mean, most of our problems in relationships and in life comes down to communication. You think... People will understand what you're trying to say. Maybe they misinterpret something. I had this happen last oh, for week. Sure. I had this happen last week with a uh, with a with a friend. I clumsily communicated something. She misinterpreted it, and oh. it, it happens. It happens. Well, I can't see you. You're pretty. I would say knowing you as well as I've known you through the years, you're pretty good at communication. So I don't know. If somebody really knows you, they know what your intentions are. Do you know what I'm saying? They know where you're coming from. Yeah. If somebody wants to perceive it based on their own perception, then that's their issue. And sometimes, you know, I think you have to kind of look at the fact that where are they in their lives where they're misinterpreting it or, or reading something else into it. You will, so that, you, that's definitely definitely there you will know if i'm coming for you because it will be dripping you got it. it will be dripping with sharp sarcasm and more I know. I mean, I know how you can be very, you're very, you're a very warm person, but when you are, when you're very assertive, that's one thing I do know about you. You're assertive and very much to the point of whatever you have to say. You say it, and you, you mean what you say, and you say what you mean. But I will say this. I think with things going on with the world, I don't want people to feel like we're at the end of our ropes. Things are going to calm down, and, it's, and it will happen sooner than later. I just think we just need to kind of take a step back and just reassess and kind of pull back a little bit. And that's what we have to do. And I put this, if you go on my Facebook, I do this Tuesday's tarot thing. And I put some, I pick the same card, judgment. And that's all about having to, you know, tap into our own psyche or spirituality, walking the talk, not just, not just saying it. And that's what it's all about. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. Psychic fair is getting close. We're less than a month out. It's at it's September 26th, and it's on a Sunday. Doors open at 8.30, readings start at 9.30, and we're going to have readers, vendors. I'm putting everything on my Facebook, so we're going to have some good times with that. Awesome. So, And, and if anybody would like to get a hold of me, the number is 419-882-5510, and you and I are going to do coffee one of oh, these days. Oh, Jesus. I miss my buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we're totally going to do coffee. I can totally see that happening. We will. I okay. promise. Let me get past the event, and then I promise I'm all yours. All right. No, well, Mo has oh. to share you. 
Yes, you got it. Okay, okay sweetie. All right, bye. Bye to everybody. Take care.